Hey gorgeous, this is episode number 312 with the wonderful Elena Herdigerhoff. Hi, this is Elena Herdigerhoff. You are listening to Heart Sales Podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy! I am so super excited to have Elena Herdigerhoff on the show today. You can't even believe how long it took us to actually schedule this interview. And I'm so pumped that it finally has worked with our calendars and I can dive into Elena's amazing success story. Today, we will be talking about selling for highly sensitive entrepreneurs. Elena is a highly sensitive person herself and an acclaimed intuitive coach and business mentor since 2014. And she empowers other highly sensitive people around the world to turn their sensitivity into their greatest asset in business and life. She is an award-winning serial entrepreneur and a successful TEDx speaker. I just have checked her TEDx talk on YouTube again, and it has now over 3.3 million views and counting. And in case you don't know me, I'm Christine Schlonsky, the host of Heart Sales Podcast, where I interview inspirational, heart-centered entrepreneurs and business leaders about how they have built a wildly successful business and overcame their own challenges in sales. Some of my amazing past guests are Bob Burke, John Lee Dumas, Cindy Carter, Wendy Weiss, Ian Altman, and Anthony Enario, to just name a few. Before we dive into today's episode, this episode is brought to you by Heart Cells Academy. And at Heart Cells Academy, we work with heart-centered, ambitious entrepreneurs who love what they do, but feel really uncomfortable in selling their services and products. We help them to shift their mindset by redefining their sales mindset so they can sell with ease, grace, confidence. They can ask their price and be authentic in the process and true to their values. So at the end of the day, they stop being in their own way and they can create a successful business and lifestyle they are looking for. And at the same time, they can support others in their own impact. So if this sounds interesting to you, let's have a chat how we can support you, your impact and business growth. And you can get more information at heartcellsacademy.com. And now let's learn from Elena and her amazing skills on highly sensitive people and TEDx talks. Let's dive right in. Well, I am so, super excited to have you on the show today. Welcome, Elena. Thank you so much, Christine, to be, to have me, to invite me to this. And I am so glad to connect with my fellow Germans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just had the chat before that. It's funny. We, we are both German and we live in Germany, but our businesses totally run in English. Yes. And, yeah. And it, it's so fun because I just told you about the workshop, my first workshop I did in German and how I had some challenges finding words in my own mother tongue. <laughs> I share that problem. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's really really funny. But I guess when you when you decide that you know you just live on this planet and you're not really bound to to a country, then obviously the the language to use is English. That's so true. Yeah. So how did how did you start out with with English then? 
Well, actually, uh, my um, parents sent me to an international school growing up. So for me, English was almost more my mother tongue than German. Um, and, and so it kind of started from there. And then I studied also in the UK. So for me, English has always been almost more comfortable and more natural than German. Um, yeah. And that's why even you and I, we, we speak uh, um, in English to each other. Yeah. <laughs> we could very easily speak German. <laughs> It just feels very natural and comfortable to do so, yeah. Yeah, it's really true. And I love your work. I mean, you have several facets of your work, but the one I would love to start with is the highly sensitive entrepreneur. Yes. Because I feel that if you're highly sensitive, you're probably more on the introvert spectrum. And as soon as you feel so much the challenge in making sales or thinking about you have to make a sales become a little bit bigger. So let's, let's tackle this topic first. What do you understand by a highly sensitive entrepreneur? Like who, who would identify as this person? Yeah. So typically highly sensitive people are people that uh, would identify as being very empathic, creative, multi-passionate, um, but also and not just necessarily introvert. You have extroverted, highly sensitive people too, but it's people that get exhausted from energy overwhelm, whichever camp they fall into. So they need a very good energy management. Um, they feel other people extremely deeply, which mm. can sometimes throw off their inner balance. Um, they can also feel sadness when they see something that you know moves them or or that's distressing very deeply and easily but they're also equally moved by beauty and by by the gorgeousness of life and nature and art so i would say um a highly sensitive person is somebody who's both emotionally sensitive and responsive um, but also on a physical level. So you can also be highly sensitive physically speaking. So maybe, you know, you're, you're easily irritated by bright lights or by, by noises in the background. Like you can't focus if, if, if you hear things, smell things, see things that are kind of out of what you want it to be. Um, and so you need your environment, um, you know, just so. And actually, I, I would always recommend to highly sensitive people to, if they can, to go the route of entrepreneurship, because there you have a modicum of control versus when you work uh, maybe in a corporate environment, you can't choose where you work. You have maybe an open plan office, tons of noises, lights um, and, and, and different smells and everything that can be really distracting and irritating for a highly sensitive person. Oh. And in entrepreneurship, you can you can choose choose your environment. <laughs> yeah, I, I just you know I just had a light bulb moment listening to you, realizing that I am a highly sensitive person. <laughs> I, yeah, I would I would have never classified me like highly. I, I knew I was sensitive, but yeah. everything you just described, I I checked it off. Mm -hmm. And by being in the sales environment, right? Like I, I my career was high ticket sales over the phone mm -hmm. in an open office space. Mm -hmm. It so buzzed me with all the people calling with oh, yeah. the noise. And yes. I really had to learn to navigate mm -hmm. and to protect my energy and my space yes. to focus, to concentrate. 
And, you know, being an entrepreneur, the freedom, the level of I can choose when to work, from where to work and what environment to work. When you said beauty, nature, mm-hmm. I was like, checkbox, checkbox. Oh my goodness, yeah. you're talking about me. Is that true? And I'm <laughs> quite sure because my soulmate clients also identify with these things. And we just had the little chat before, right? Where I told yeah. you about those discoveries. And so my, my guess now is even more that we have more people listening today than I thought could identify with highly, being highly sensitive. This is really, truly amazing. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy <laughs> you had your own epiphany. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, I, yeah, I, 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 I am an empath, but I, yes. I never thought about it in the way you just described it. Mm-hmm. So it really, it really got me with the emotion, with loving beauty and, and really deeply connecting with people. That's so important to me. Yes. And I feel the more we can do this, the more transformation and change we can support. Yes. Absolutely. Wow. So what, what are the challenges besides, you know, a noisy environment and yeah, not, not being able to, to handle situations I would say the number one um, energy. Yeah, I think the number one thing I hear over and over again over the years of um, coaching highly sensitive entrepreneurs is overwhelm. And overwhelm for me is a great umbrella term to share that it could be a mix of physical and emotional overwhelm. So, for example, um, we have also highly excitable nervous systems. So it means, for example, you're an entrepreneur, you're in a launch, you think, okay, I got this all sorted out. And then something happens, tech lets you down, something, your nerves can quickly fry. And this sense of overwhelm and and highly excitable response can really be difficult to manage because it has a knock-on effect on your sleep. It has a knock-on effect of how you show up. And then you fall into this overwhelm category, which will be usually uh, a mix of of a physical responsiveness to stress or or stimuli and an emotional response as well. And overwhelm for entrepreneurs is anyway, you know, even non-HSPs have overwhelm all the time from wearing too many hats, doing too many things, um, uh, managing people, managing clients, uh, piling up responsibilities. You know, for any entrepreneur already, it's a lot, but for an HSP, it can feel even a bit more overwhelming, I would say. And also, um, typically the sense of responsibility in an HSP is incredibly high and the desire to be perfect. Um, So I would say this level of perfectionism is really strongly pronounced, which then makes everything even (laughs) more hard to manage because you wanted to get it to a level that is just 110% versus 100%. And people have asked me over the years, why are HSPs so perfectionist? And I think the reason for that is, or one of the reasons, is that HSPs can actually um, sense and see what perfection could look like. They, because we can see energetically so many things that we, we have a like conceptual understanding that perfection is possible. So I'll just give you an example. You walk into a room and you notice that a painting is hanging slightly crooked on the wall. And 99% of people wouldn't see this. And you are in that room and you cannot stop looking at this because you know, just a slight adjustment would just make the whole difference to make the whole room more harmonious. 
in your own understanding. So if you, if you take that in our business, we, we see, we'd be like, oh, but this slight tweak could make such a difference. Oh, this slight tweak would, would um, change the look, the energy, the appeal of something. So when we know it could be possible, we often overreach in making things perfect that maybe don't need to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm cracking up on my end here. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's so true. And just having, you know, that feel for details. Yes, yes. Right, see, like seeing the fly on the wall, for example. Yes, and, you see and noticing, yes, yes, noticing details. And I thought, I thought always that this is something that has to do with, you know, female-male perception. That, you know, you come into a room and you see the details while the guys go into a room and they don't even know mm -hmm. what color the couch had or something, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> But it, it, it ha has more to do with um, being highly sensitive. That's so interesting. Yes. And, and men are highly sensitive too. Yeah. So totally. No yeah. yeah when you were describing yeah. the picture. I'm, exactly. You know, I see it, but I'm, I don't necessarily have that urge to correct it. Mm -hmm. Why, for example, with my husband, like when we go to a restaurant and the table isn't yeah. straightened out <laughs> you know he has to move the table and i'm he like oh, don't embarrass me <laughs> right <laughs> let's sit down it's all good yeah. Yeah. so um he, and he's definitely highly highly sensitive as well so it's interesting so how do people cope then with sales right mm -hmm. what can they do in their business so they can make sure they protect their energy they are in a good space they don't fall into overwhelm and they they are empowered to do or be open to do more sales, generate more sales, and have those connections that might cost them some energy. Yes. So I think the first thing that typically creates more lightness around the topic of sales for HSPs is to already not call it sales because sales is a label that most HSPs will reject because they mm. don't want to be selling uh, because that feels like they're doing something that's not natural to them. Um, so if you say to someone, well, don't worry, you don't have to sell, you just have to share. And that feels like much better already. Like, oh, I get yep. to share what I love or I get to share what I've created. This already moves it into a realm of more lightness and freedom and joy. So in the sharing, what are HSPs particularly good at? It's the connection part. And to not... Um, go in with a typical agenda of closing the sale, which again, doesn't really work for an HSP to say like, I'm going to sell to this person. And no, if they can go in knowing they don't have to do anything, they can just share and just build a human a heart to heart connection. This is where HSPs shine because they can build rapport very easily because of their empathy. They can be, they come across and they usually are uh, quite trustworthy people because they care so much and feel everything so deeply. So they can showcase their difference uh, of their product or service um, by really letting that part of their personality shine um, and by just allowing people to discover uh, what they have versus forcing it. I think anything that's forced doesn't work. And scripting of sales also does not work for an HSP. Um, because a sales script, what that usually does, it, it feels constricting. And then um, the natural flow of connection gets lost for an HSP. And I'm actually not 
you know, saying that sales scripts can't work in different contexts for different personality types. But I would say for an HSP, um, it wouldn't be my recommendation to, to have that. What I did find, though, that helps is because HSPs feel then when it comes to, you know, sharing the price or at the end, like, okay, wonderful. I love everything I've heard. And then what? This is when the grounds get a bit shakier because that's where you need to actually be a bit confident and bold and say, okay, so um, what are the next steps basically here that I can offer you? And this is what it costs or whatever the case may be. Um, and here I find it does help um, to have just a few bullet points that you want to cover that you have there just so um, as an HSP, you can hold on to that to give yourself that steadiness and also not back out. So what I've seen over and over again is that HSPs kind of drop the ball before throwing it, meaning they, they had an amazing connection all the way through to the end. And then it comes to, you know, even an informal gentle close and, and they pull back and they, they drop the commitment to themselves to ask for the sale. Because then they're like, no, it didn't feel right. And, and if you really probe, it did feel right, but they were scared of rejection. Um, and so if, if you then have just like a few bullet points of what you want to say at the end, you have something to hold on to and also to hold yourself accountable to not drop that ball when you're actually at that point of the conversation and to uh, back yourself and say, no, no, I'm, I'm going to actually finish what I started and not just be like, Oh, maybe this isn't the right person or maybe it's not the right time for them or whatever. And then not even try. Yeah, totally. This makes so sense. I always say share and invite. Mm -hmm. Because when Beautiful. you forget that part at the end, you, yeah. you don't get to support that person, right? You don't yeah. get to help them transform whatever they wanted to transform. Right. And at the end of the day, it hurts your business as well. So yes. I, I just love how you outlined that. And it's so, so important, especially when you transition over, the conversation is kind of finished. You know, you're talking to your soulmate client. Yeah. You have to invite. So, That's so helpful true. with a bullet point so you don't get lost. Yeah. So let's talk about the rejection because you already mentioned it, that mm -hmm. people would shy back from making the invitation, yes. making the offer, asking for the yes. sale, however you want to name it, because of fear of rejection. Why is it maybe different for a highly sensitive person? How, yes. how do they feel when they feel so deeply? What, what does it do to them when they get rejected and how can they navigate around it? I think um, having been an HSP entrepreneur for almost two decades myself, I, I know this feeling intimately because rejection for an HSP often feels like it's personal and it plays right into the very unhelpful storyline of you're not good enough. And highly sensitive people, most of them, if you ask one, have a track record of being told that they are somehow faulty for being so sensitive, that something is wrong with them for being this way. So yeah. then the fear of having somebody press on that very wound spot and, and again kind of say, oh, I don't want use or something from you, um, that kind of plays into this bigger storyline of people don't accept me, People don't think I'm good enough. People don't think I'm worthy. And of course, a foundational piece of that is, is then actually that it 
a story we somewhere believe in that we are indeed not worthy or good enough. So um, to deal with the fear of rejection, I don't think we can do that vis-a-vis -vis the client. That's an inner journey. That's an inner work journey where we allow ourselves to maybe process the trauma and pain of uh, rejection, abandonment, separation that we've experienced in our life. And this is true for non-HSPs too, right? But for HSPs in particular, this is important to really process those emotions and maybe even that grief that comes from the storyline and then slowly rebuild trust with oneself so that you don't experience a no as a, it's about you, that you can actually see a no as a neutral um, answer to your offer, that it has nothing to do with your worthiness, with your being, with your personality. It has nothing to do with that. Um, and I think that can feel really good once you transcend that story. Like today, if, if somebody tells me no, it has no impact on me. But if you ask me that same question when I started out 20 years ago, a no would feel devastating to me. So it's, it, it's really is that um, inner journey that can strengthen it. And I think any form of self-love um, exercises, meditations, um, therapy, anything that can be done in that realm, I would highly advise that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's so cool. I I remember my first no's and learning that process that it it's not about me personally. Mm -hmm. It just means it's not now. The product might not be a fit. The timing might not be a fit. The yes. pricing might not be a fit. Whatever it is, really learning that and protecting you and your thoughts about your value and yes. self worth and giving you the self love as you just said. That's so beautiful and so necessary to really get into the position to have a thriving business because you will make a lot of invitations. Yes, that's right. And rejection, um, I think if you're not rejected um, in your sales offerings, you're not putting out enough of them. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> that, that's true. That would be a good uh, system to not get rejection. Just don't make offers. <laughs> don't make offers or, or just, um, you know, do it, do it every, every couple of weeks. And then it's, yeah. Yeah, totally. And I, I just love because um, you brought us a free mini course, Step Into Your Sensitive Power with four transformational video trainings for highly sensitive people and empaths. And uh, people can so learn so much about the, from this, about this too. So wh what are they learning when they sign up for it? Basically, what I did is I took key areas that I know HSPs need to address in terms of understanding their trait, accepting their trait, how they deal with other people, how they can relate to themselves. So it's really um, a course I designed as a foundational course to thrive with your sensitive gifts and to kind of step out of the shadow sides that can come with sensitivity and step into the bright and light sides. And that's why I also wanted to offer that as a free gift um, because I feel everybody needs that kind of initial starting point to really deepen their own self-understanding and then heighten also their self-worth and their joy at who they are and how they show up in the world. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so, so much. And I'm, I'm so excited because we do have another conversation. And 
what you teach people also is how to be on a TEDx stage, how to prepare for it. And especially because you have that background with the highly sensitive people, but obviously also with other entrepreneurs who really want to be on that stage because with that stage, you get enormous visibility. You you get really like the proven expert yes. <laughs> stamp, so um, to speak, yeah. right? Because right. you have a TEDx talk. And um, we, we will be covering in our next conversation, we will be covering points of where people can start it, how, you know, what to look out for, what's important. Yeah. And I'm so, super excited we get that opportunity to talk about that. So thank you so, so much, uh, Elena, for having been on today and sharing. And um, people will find your free mini course in the show notes with all the links that connect to you. And I can't wait for our next interview. Uh, same here, Christine. It's just been a delight to talk all things HSPs with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. And yeah, for my light bulb moment as well. <laughs> yeah, I can't, so I can't even wait to see like what, what would it be like for an HSP or any other person to be on a TEDx stage and to um, yeah, master and handle that next level of expertise. Yes, I'm excited to share all things TEDx with you in take two. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. And I'm looking forward to it. Bye for Thank now. Thank you. Me too. Bye for now. Well, I just love this episode, especially the revelation I had that I am a highly sensitive person, which I never guessed that I qualify for it. I hope you had some aha moments as well. And I hope you really could take something away of how to maybe turn the overwhelm into a gift, into an asset in your business and life. Make sure you hop on over to christineschlonsky.com and you find the podcast tab. And there you have the show notes, the resources, and all the links that connect to Elena. Everything is just one click away. In the resource section, you find Elena's wonderful free gifts, as well as the Heart-Centered Lead Generation Summit experience that I will put in there for you so you can fill your pipeline with clients and never have to wonder again, where is the next client coming from? Also, we are so excited to celebrate this week the second birthday of Heart Sales Podcast with over 300 episodes. Also, we are so excited to celebrate Heart Sales' second birthday this week on November 29th, and we have celebrations going on for the whole week. So when you're over at the resource section, you also want to check out our amazing giveaway as well as the opportunity of how you can get your voice on Hard Sales Podcast. Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab, and there you will find all the information in the resource section. Thank you so, so much for having been here. I'm really looking forward to the next conversation with Elena on the topic, how to get on a TEDx stage. She's going to share her amazing knowledge. And with over 3.3 million views on YouTube, I am really looking forward to this conversation. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world and I'm saying bye for now. Mm -hmm.